Peace be upon you. So there's an expression in neuroscience that states neurons that fire together, wire together. And this phrase is meant to emphasize that neural pathways in the brain are formed and reinforced through repetition. This is how connections are established and preserved in the brain. An example of this can be seen through behavioral psychology and that specifically the experiments of Pavlov's dog. This is where researchers would ring a bell each time right before giving a dog a treat. Eventually, the dog started associating the sound of ringing of the bell with the anticipation of getting a treat such that they would have a physiological response and start salivating each time they just merely heard the sound of a bell, even if no treat was disseminated. And what's interesting about this is that each time we are going through repetition, we're making these associations in our brain, there's another thing that's taking place as well, is that we're diminishing and eventually pruning and severing other pathways and connections in our brain. That is, one is being reinforced, we're diminishing uh, other pathways and other associations in our brain. So the ones that are strengthened that we do continuously, those are going to be stronger than the ones that we neglect, and eventually those that we neglect are going to be severed and uh, are done with. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the Quran gives this example of the disbelievers, that the disbelievers sever what God has commanded to be joined. In Surah 2, verse 26 through 27, it reads, God does not shy away from citing any kind of allegory, from the tiny mosquito and greater. As for those who believe, they know that this is the truth from their Lord. As for those who disbelieve, they say, what did God mean by this allegory? He misleads many thereby and he guides many thereby. But he never misleads thereby except the wicked, who violate God's covenant after pledging to uphold it, sever what God has commanded to be joined, and commit evil. These are the losers. So these disbelievers, God is saying that they're severing what God has commanded to be joined. We see a similar expression in Surah 13, verse 25. It says, As for those who violate God's covenant after pledging to keep it, and sever what God has commanded to be joined, and commit evil, they have incurred condemnation, they have incurred the worst destiny. The root for this word in Arabic, to join, uh, wasal, is the same root as what is used in the word salat, where we say that this is a contact prayer with God. That's the reason we translate Salat as contact prayer, is because we're making a physical connection with God when we utter these words and go through these motions five times a day. And it's interesting that this word is saying that the disbelievers, they sever what God has commanded to be joined. We know that the purpose of the Salat God tells us in the Quran that the most important aspect of it is the remembrance of God through Salat. In Surah 29, verse 45, it says, You shall recite what is revealed to you of the scripture and observe the contact prayers Salat. For the contact prayers Salat prohibit evil and vice, but the remembrance of God through the Salat is the most important objective. God knows everything you do. What makes this Salat so important is that five times a day, we take these few minutes to think about nothing else other than our relationship with our Creator. We think of God, most gracious, most merciful, master of the day of judgment, that all praise belongs to Him, that He's the most great, the most high, the Almighty. These concepts we're reinforcing each time we go through these emotions and we utter these words during our Salat, that we're drawing closer to God, that we're making these connections with God.
In Surah 20, verse 14, it says, I am God, there is no other God beside me, you shall worship me alone, and observe the contact per salat to remember me. Monotheism is a natural instinct that every human was born with. And it is our instinctive knowledge to want to worship God alone, to not associate any deities with him. In Surah 30, verse 30, it says, Therefore you shall devote yourself to religion of strict monotheism. Such is the natural instinct placed into the people by God. Such creation of God will never change. This is the perfect religion, but most people do not know. When we remember God, we are reinforcing our neural connections with our Creator. But what the devil wants us to do is to forget about our Creator and thus sever these neural connections we have been bestowed with upon the time we're born. The Arabic word for disbeliever is kafar, but this word also means someone who's unappreciative. And this is the claim that Satan made when he feuded with God in the high society. It says in Surah 7, verse 11 through 16, it says, We created you, then we shaped you, and we said to the angels, Fall prostrate before Adam. They fell prostrate except Iblis, Satan. He was not with the prostrators. He said, What prevented you from prostrating when I ordered you? He said, I am better than he. You created me from fire and created him from mud. He said, Therefore, you must go down. You are not to be arrogant here. Get out. You're debased. He said, grant me a respite until the day of resurrection. He said, you're granted a respite. He said, since you will that I go astray, I will skulk for them on your straight path. I will come to them from before them and from behind them and from their right and from their left, and you will find that most of them are unappreciative. In order for Satan to try to prove his claim true, He's going to make us try to forget our Creator, make us forget all the blessings God has bestowed upon us. This is one of the tactics that He uses, that He can make the human being forget. But when the human being forgets about his Creator, forgets about all these blessings God has given him, by de facto, he's going to turn unappreciative. The reason is, is because we're going to start focusing on the wrong priorities. Then our neural connection with God and His remembrance of being appreciative, of being thankful, is going to be diminished and eventually severed. While our connections with this world, the vanities of this world, thinking about the, 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 the money and the wealth and the status, these are going to take over our brains. They're going to take over our neural uh, connections and those beliefs, those associations are going to be reinforced. But there's another claim that Satan made that's really profound. In Surah 7 verse 16, it says, he said, so Satan, since you had willed, I go astray. I will skulk for them on your straight path. This is a complete lie. God did not will Satan to go astray. But what makes this so profound is the reason that Satan thought that it was God who willed that he went astray. God created a system. And it is our duty to abide by that system. If we do something at our own detriment, we cannot go and blame God because God created a system. For instance, God created fire to be hot. Now we can use this fire for blessings, cook food, stay warm, all kinds of things. But if we decide to stick our finger into the fire, we can't blame God for making fire hot. This was an active decision on our part. God similarly created a system 
by which whatever occupies our mind the majority of the day, that those beliefs are going to be reinforced and those actions are going to come into manifestation because this is the system by which God created. Now, if I spend my time entertaining thoughts that are detrimental to my own soul, and then because of that, these thoughts come into manifestation, I can't go blame God for the decisions that I made. God created a system by which the purpose of this life is to bring out our true convictions. And one mechanism of this is whatever we choose to believe, God created our minds such that it will reinforce that belief. And this is explained in the Quran in Surah 19, verse 75 and 76. It reads, Say, those who choose to go astray, the Most Gracious will lead them on until they see what is promised for them either the retribution or the hour. That is when they find out who really is worse off and weaker in power. So God is saying those who choose to go astray, that God creates conditions by which they will be led on to believe that ideology. And if we look at the Arabic of the word that is translated uh, as in led on, uh, you see that the word is madad. Madad means something that's reinforced. And this is the mechanism that God has utilized. That whatever it is that we choose to believe, God will allow our minds to reinforce that belief. And this is known as confirmation bias. But if someone falls into confirmation bias, they can't blame God for creating that system. No more than they can blame God that if they choose to stick their finger into the fire, that their finger burns. It continues in 1976, it says, God augments the guidance of those who choose to be guided. For the good rewards are eternally rewarded by your Lord and bring far better returns. So if an individual chooses to neglect and forget his creator and not remembers God and instead focuses on the vanities of this world or clings to the allure of idols that have no power to harm or benefit them, and thus turn unappreciative of God, then their consequence will be that their connection with God will be severed both spiritually and physically inside their own minds. When we believe in God, we are constantly thinking about Him. When we see something beautiful like a sunset, we say, SubhanAllah, God be glorified. When we say we are going to do something in the future, we say, Inshallah, God willing. When we see something that makes us happy, you know, we see our, our child's achievement. We say, mashallah, this is what God willed. And these opportunities throughout our day are reinforcing our connection with our Creator. Again, both spiritually and physiologically, that our minds are going to make more and more associations with God. That you can't do anything throughout your day without reflecting and being appreciative of God. You watch a funny movie and you laugh and you think, thank you, God. You see something that's touching and again, you reflect and you're appreciative for all the blessings that God has given us. One of the Arabic words that God uses to reference to the Quran is the word dhikr. Dhikr has multiple meanings. One of the meanings is to commemorate or to mention. But the other meaning is to remember. That as we're reading the verses of God in the Quran, we're constantly remembering and we're reflecting and we're making associations with these worldly events in our Creator, our God. That by simply reading the Quran, we are putting our brains through a process where we're reinforcing our belief, our trust, our devotion, our remembrance of God. God informs us in Surah 2 verse 62 and in Surah 5 verse 69 
the minimum requirements in order for a human being to meet, to be redeemed back into God's kingdom. It reads, surely those who believe, those who are Jewish, the Christians, the converts, anyone who, one, believes in God, two, believes in the last day, and three, leads a righteous life, will receive their recompense from their Lord. They have nothing to fear, nor will they grieve. These are the minimum requirements set by God in the Quran in order to be redeemed in the hereafter. To believe in God, to believe in the last day, and to lead a righteous life. Notice that the first two items are just related to believe. To believe in God and to believe in the hereafter. These two beliefs are essential in order to be able to achieve the third requirement, which is to lead a righteous life. Because without proper belief in God, without belief that there's going to be a day of judgment, a hereafter, it's impossible to lead a righteous life. God tells us in Surah 7 verse 51, it says, Those who do not take their religion seriously and are totally preoccupied with this worldly life, we forget them on that day because they forgot that day and because they spurned our revelations. If we forget about God, then inevitably we're going to forget about the hereafter. And if we do that, then there's no chance for us to make it in the hereafter. That this is part of God's system. That our brains have to be constantly reinforced to remember God, to make these associations with our Creator. That we're constantly in a state of awe and appreciation for all the blessings He's given us. Because if we forget this, if we sever those connections, then there's no hope for us in the hereafter. In Surah 59, verse 18 and 19, it says, O you who believe, you shall reverence God and let every soul examine what it sent ahead for tomorrow. You shall reverence God. God is fully cognizant of everything you do. Do not be like those who forgot God, so He made them forget themselves. These are the wicked. This worldly life is meaningless in comparison to the hereafter. We're dealing with a span of, at most, about a hundred years compared to all of eternity. Those individuals who focus only at the vanities of this world, at the expense of focusing on God and the hereafter, are really selling themselves short. They're giving up all of eternity, happiness for all of eternity, for a few years of possible enjoyment. What an absolute terrible investment. God is providing us the best investment we can imagine. Each day we spend reflecting about God, thinking about our Creator, reflecting on all the blessings He's given us. What this does is it reinforces those neural pathways and the belief in God, and it removes our doubt. It removes these things that only harm us. But individuals who throw away this last chance in order to be able to focus on the vanities of this life all they're doing is they're reinforcing their own demise. That on the hereafter, they're going to forget what they were really here to do, to worship God alone. And instead, they will have to spend all of eternity living with such a bad decision, with nothing to show for except for shame and humiliation. God willing, let's not make this mistake. Let's utilize every single opportunity we have to remember God, to make God our top priority. That the thing we think about more than anything else in this world is God, the Lord of the universe, our master, our creator. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments or questions, please hit us up at Quran at gmail.com. If you want to follow along the verses of the Quran, 
please download the Cronstudy app on the iOS App Store. If you don't have an iOS device, you can go to the CronstudyApp.com website. And if you like the podcast, please share it with other people, leave us a review, and until next time, peace and God bless.